Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. My name is Ryan Hernandez. I am lucky today to be joined by my sister-in-law, one of my best friends, Troy. Uh, do you have anything to say? Hey, everybody. I am really excited about this, so can't wait to get started. All right, so today the topic that we did choose was vulnerability in relationships. Is there a reason why you chose that or why you were attracted to it? Um. Yeah, you know, I think that um, being vulnerable in relationships, it, um, it's what brings connection. It's what brings a closeness and it, it's what brings intimacy. And uh, that's one of the very key things in relationships for growth. And um, like you said, to have that connection with somebody. Uh, yeah, for me, just like how you said, I think vulnerability is something super important and it's something that not all people have, which is kind of weird to say. Cause you know, when you are in a relationship with someone, whether it's like family or romantic relationship, you know, you kind of expect to have that um, vulnerability, but not everyone seems to have that vulnerability. Cause you know what I mean? When, when I'm trying to yeah. say that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, being vulnerable, it requires you to pretty much kind of put yourself out there and to, you're kind of putting whatever you're sharing with someone um, in the hands of somebody else. And it, it gives them the opportunity to accept, you know, you after that, or it gives them an opportunity to uh, sadly, you know, reject you as well. And I think that's why a lot of people don't um, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, become vulnerable or they, they can't share certain things because, um, of that fear of rejection, you know? Yeah. Um, cause when something that I do remember is like our relationship growth, like I, I still remember the first time that we did meet. I don't, I don't know if this was the first time, but the first time that I do remember was the Mayweather versus Canelo fight. Yeah. That was the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. sure was. Yeah, I remember the growth from that day where we didn't really talk too much because I was I was just a super shy kid, so I didn't really talk too much. I probably just said hi and then just stayed quiet the rest <laughs> of the time. But the growth like throughout the years, especially from that day to like the last Christmas has just been like crazy to think about because now like we're literally texting like just asking about each other's day or sending memes or just doing whatever and I truly feel like that sense of vulnerability between each other because I do consider you like one of my best friends and just someone that I know that I can immediately text that it just in case like I'm having a bad day or anything like that I know Uh that I can text you and it's honestly super like dope to have someone like that so I truly appreciate that and I do want to say thank you for like allowing me to be vulnerable with you because uh, I am vulnerable at least I do think that I am vulnerable but with certain people and you are one of those people that I am vulnerable with so I truly appreciate that. Wow yeah I mean you know that that means a lot um you know, especially coming from you, because like I said, I consider you as, you know, my best friend as well. I mean, it's, um, like you said, we have grown with each other over the years, you know, and, but I think the first thing you and I built together was trust. And I think for you, um, of course, 
you know, me being married to your brother, um, I think you seen the trust he had with me. And I think that kind of led you to feel like, okay, maybe I can, you know, trust her as well. And it was one of those things where, um, you know, we started off with a lot of conversations of, uh, you know, like baseball and things like that, you know, sports. And, um, and then just along the way, you know, we started having more conversations that of, you know, things you had questions about, or, you know, like you said, or checking to see, you know, how your day is going and things like that. But I think, um, that had to start somewhere. And I think it started with the trust that you and I have, have built, you know, and I think that is what allows people to be vulnerable is when you know that that trust is there. Um, Cause you know, it's, you're not going to go up to a stranger, you know, and start telling your whole life story or something, you know, yeah. um, it's one of those things that you want to build that connection with someone and you want to, Um, be able to have that trust there to say, I know that no matter what I tell you, no matter um, what I share, no matter how I'm feeling, like, I'm not going to be judged by that, or I'm not going to be rejected by that. Like, you're going to accept me for whatever I say, whatever I do, just because, you know, we do have that connection. You know how I am. I know how you are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one good analogy that that I always think about when I think about vulnerability, well, the first person I do think about when I think about vulnerability is Andy Mineo. And you know how, like, he's my favorite artist and stuff like that? Yeah. I, I think that I've become vulnerable, like, a little bit due to him because I noticed that in his music, he was super vulnerable, talking about, like, depression and anxiety and the loss of his mother. And that was kind of like if he's able to do that and I look up to him, I, I'm pretty sure if I could be vulnerable too. Because yeah. one thing that he's always said is a lot of people are scared of being vulnerable. And one thing that we don't realize is when we are vulnerable, a lot of the times when we say, oh, I have anxiety or oh, I have depression or I'm dealing with this, a lot of the times a lot more people like revolve around you or a lot more people like feel connected with you because it is like, Hey, me too. Like I'm dealing with that too. So you start to build that like strong connection with other people that you never would have known that you would build that connection off of because you were able to talk about those different vulnerable stages or things that are just going on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. And, um, you know, I think along with that is that, you know, when you're vulnerable with someone, like you said, a lot of people are afraid um, of that because of, you know, like I said, that rejection. Another thing is a lot of people um, feel that, you know, if I'm vulnerable with this person, they're afraid of the response that they're they're going to get. And I think what we need to understand is that other person's response is not our responsibility. So if I were to, you know, tell somebody something, if they choose not to like me or, you know, brush me off after I tell them something, that's not my responsibility to put that upon myself as to why they didn't accept what I told, you know, 
what I tell them or why did they respond that way? Like, I can't take that upon myself to figure that out. You know, there's so much um, freedom that comes with being vulnerable, you know, and I think that's one reason why um, Andy is, you know, why he pushes on that so much. You know, I heard um, a podcast that he did um, and, you know, he mentioned, you know, I, I think therapy is for it, for everybody, you know, and that's something that a lot of people will argue with, you know, because one, him being a man and two, like a lot of people think therapy is, you know, one of those things where, you know, you sit down and you tell people your, your issues or, you know, and they just bombard you with all these questions and stuff, but just like therapy brings freedom because you're talking about it, you know, vulnerability is the same thing. I mean, you don't necessarily have to go through therapy to do it, you know, but it's having those conversations or um, those discussions or asking those questions, you know, things like that, that, um, like you said, it pretty much puts you in a position where you're putting yourself out there, but there's healing and there's freedom and there is connection and intimacy and friendships that are built off of that. But I think people just focus on the negative. Um, that's why it's so hard, you know, for, for people to express how they feel or to, you know, things like that. Yeah. Because at first when I did start being a little bit more vulnerable and started growing out of my own shell, I kind of felt that if I was vulnerable, I was basically giving the person that I'm telling all these things to like a weapon. And each time that I tell them something, it's like a bullet that they could use on me. Uh Anytime that something would go wrong, I I feel like they could just use that bullet on me because of everything that you do tell that person, you're basically laying all your cards out and saying, this is who I am. And this is how it shaped me into the person I am today. And that's, I feel that's kind of scary for a lot of people. But at the same time, that's also one of the best things that you could do is say, this is who I am. These are the things that have happened to me. And I'm glad they happened to me because I some people that I know, some of the happiest people that I know have had some of the most trauma and have had some super dark things happen to them. Uh-huh. But that's because they're able to talk about those things and how it's been able to like basically shape them into the person they are today. Yeah, I mean, I know for me, um, as you were talking, the time that comes to mind is, so before um, before I got married, um, in my mind, it was one of those things where I have always been that person that, you know, I would never let someone that's not my husband have one up on my husband. And what I mean by that is I wanted my husband to know everything about me. And I wanted it to be something where it was like, if anybody said anything, oh, did you know Troy did this? Did you know Troy, you know, did that? It's like, yeah, I knew that, you know, (laughs) like, I didn't want someone else to be able to say, oh, you didn't know that, you know? And so before we got married, once we, um, really started discussing marriage and premarital counseling. And we were in that stage. Um, 
you know, I had to sit down and kind of, you know, explain that, look here, this is my past, you know, and definitely around that time, uh, my parents were divorced and um, I had a lot of daddy issues, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I did have that fear of rejection, which is why I could talk about it <laughs> because, you know, I've experienced, you know, that fear of rejection. Like I said, I had a lot of daddy issues. I had a lot of baggage, you know, um, and things that I was dealing with um, before I got married. And it was definitely scary because this was somebody that I, you know, I loved and I cared about. Like I, I knew I loved and I cared for Martin. And my first thing was if I tell him everything that I've been through, everything that's happened to me, um, all the baggage that I have, like, would he still be willing to take the next step into marriage with me, you know? And um, so we did, we sat down, we had that conversation and that's when I knew like, just by his response and stuff, it wasn't like a shock to him to where he's like, oh, you did that? Or, you know, there was nothing shocking to him. And he let me know from like day one, like, all right, like it's it's me, you and God. Like, and he would say that all the time. And the moment like I shared everything with him, that was the moment where I knew exactly what he meant when that's when I understood, like, he was willing to carry that baggage with me, you know, he was willing to go on that journey with me, for me to be able to get, you know, beyond those things, beyond those fears, beyond, like I said, the things that I went into marriage with, and um, that took me, like I said, it was very scary, Um, but it took me you know, being vulnerable with him. And I think that helped our marriage in so many ways. Like I said, I, I am one, I don't, I don't like to keep secrets. I don't like, you know, I joke with my mom all the time. And, you know, I tell her like, you know, if you ask me how I'm doing, like be prepared for whatever comes out of my mouth, because, you know, you asking me like, I'm going to be vulnerable and say, because for so long I couldn't be vulnerable because I was so scared. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now getting to a a point in my life where it's like, I'd rather be transparent and say what's going on, you know, rather than to allow my fear of, of somebody's response, you know, to stop me from, having my freedom you know yeah because i feel like a lot of the time um a lot of people are bottling up different things in their life because they do have that fear of rejection and i do feel as if if people did talk about those things that they were scared of and those different demons that they are facing Mm -hmm. a lot more people would be here with us Because a lot of people, as sad as it sounds, do take their own life because they're scared of that rejection. That They're scared if they tell certain people certain things that they're not going to be accepted. And as sad as it sounds, a lot of people aren't here because of that anymore. 
Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, um, I think you said the that very word is the acceptance, you know, uh, people in general have a need for acceptance, you know, um, we, we want to be accepted by others, we want to be accepted by our parents, we want to be accepted by friends, like, um, acceptance can drive so much. And, um, but when we aren't accepted in certain things, little by little, we begin, like you said, to internalize everything, or we, you know, ball things up. And it's like, the more you do that, the more you focus on yourself, and you ask your questions, you know, of what's wrong with me? Why doesn't anybody, you know, want to connect with me? Why doesn't anyone, you know, you begin to ball all those things up, and it can lead into depression, you know. Um, you know, I think one of the greatest things anybody can do, and I think was what brings the most healing and the most freedom and, um, you know, freedom even from yourself, you know, your own thoughts and all, is by talking, you know. Um, we yeah. were not placed on this earth to be isolated from people. We need people to talk to, you know, and, um, you know, we need relationship with people and, you know, when we allow people, uh, you know, and this is coming from the receiving side, when you have a person that wants to come up and talk to you about whatever it may be, um, you know, we have to be careful and mindful, like, like I said, not to be in shock or not to make them feel that they're a bad person because of whatever they experience or whatever they've done, you know? Um, you know, so I think even on the receiving end, we have to understand when someone is really being vulnerable with us, you know? Um, because you can easily, easily turn somebody away if, you know, if you came and told me, like, right, Troy, I just have to tell you this, like, I stole a card last week, you know, <laughs> like, and if yeah. I'm like, Ryan, why did you do that? You know, and if I'm like, all in shock, and you know, all this, it can make you feel like, wow, I should have never said anything, you know, if she was going to respond this way, like, I should have never said anything. And um, I think we just need to be mindful of that as well, when people are being vulnerable and, and sharing whatever they've done, or you know, like I said, that we're we're not we're not making them feel that what they said was so bad that they become a bad person, you know. Yeah, I think that uh, that point where you said that if theoretically in some other universe I go up to you and say I stole a car last week I wouldn't at least right now I wouldn't mm -hmm. unless it's in a video game I wouldn't but, but, uh, <laughs> but um, I hope not no. that point I, I hope not either but you never know no I'm just kidding I'm not gonna do it <laughs> but um, that whole reaction point is something very uh, important because mm -hmm. I do feel that if I do tell certain people certain things that i'm not gonna like the way that they react mm -hmm. 
because there are certain times where I say something to someone like, oh, I'm feeling this way or oh, this, this happened. And then they don't accept it. Instead, they reject me. I do feel that sense of like, I should have never said nothing. Everything would have been okay if I didn't say anything. Like, it's my fault. Because a lot of times when we do have that reaction, whether we're the person receiving that reaction or that person giving that reaction, we don't know the impact that it is giving on a person. Because if someone says, dang, something happened and blah, 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 a lot of the time someone can be like, oh, you're overreacting. This doesn't happen. You're full of yourself. Why you think that the world revolves around you, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the times when that person receives that reaction, deep down inside, they're like, dang, why did I say that? I should have never said nothing like that. But on the outside, they're probably like, oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. I should, nah, everything's all, everything's good. But when we do receive those different reactions, that is where we start to bottle things up. And that's where we start to push people away. And one thing that we do need to remember is every person has a story. Right. Every day, people are writing that story. And I always think of our lives as different chapters. We always have different chapters, you know, high school, college and all that. And some chapters we do want to reread. We want to think of them over and over Mm -hmm. In some chapters, we don't ever want to read again because right. we know that scar that it left us or we know the different thing that happened. But all these different chapters are building our book of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that, um, like you said, just on that receiving side, how we have to be careful. And, um, you know, that's something that I know for me growing up, um, just growing up in the household, you know, we grew up and it was, um, one of those things where, uh, we were raised, you know, uh, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't go to clubs, you don't have sex before marriage. You don't, you know, we had like all these rules listed and, um, I understand, you know, where my parents were coming from, you know, they were trying to build us up with good morals and good character and things like that. Um, but, I know for me growing up in such what I felt growing up was a strict household. I felt that any mistake that I made, um, it was going to be, and the response was going to be more of an attack rather than um, a graceful response. You know, like um, I always felt that, you know, if I tell my parents, I went out and smoked something, or if I tell my parents, I went, you know, it's going to be, like I said, an attack of why did you do that? Who were you with? Where were you at? Um, What made you do that? And, you know, things like that, rather than, you know, having that grace side to say, all right, you made a mistake. Like, how do we deal with it going forward? Like what, what even made you get to that point where you felt you need to smoke, you know, like, um, they, I felt like that wasn't going to happen. So I didn't talk a lot as a kid. Um, and I think it affected me a, a lot because I buried a lot of stuff up, especially high school. I didn't have, um, a lot of friends. Um, I wasn't around a lot of people. Um, 
I I was very bottled up because I was very scared of people's response. I wanted people to know the real me and who I was, but I was so scared that I I thought everybody's response was going to be an attack on me. And because I had such a fear of rejection, it was, like you said, one of those things where it's like, I better not say anything or I don't want to say anything. Um, so I, um, I didn't feel that I had a safe place, um, to talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, to that point where you said that in, in school, it was something that you dealt with. I feel like a lot of the times, a lot of people, a lot of people might think that it only happens when we're younger. But one thing that we do need to realize is it happens for your whole mm -hmm. lifetime. There are going to be times in work or when you're older, when you're with your spouse, mm -hmm. with friends, where there's going to be certain things that you're like, I don't want to tell them because I'm scared of the way that they're going to react. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, when you are able to share those different experiences, um, that does connect you a lot more with that person because it's almost like, okay, you're starting to scratch the surface of who I am. And when you and another person are able to understand each other, whether it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's something very beautiful because both of you, both of you are gonna know what takes you right. off. Both of you, both of you are gonna know what makes you guys happy. Both of you are gonna know when you guys are uncomfortable. And when you're able to have that experience of knowing another person almost as well as they know themselves, that is something that is almost unheard of now. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the times we're still too scared to tell a person that we've been friends with for 10, 20 years of this happened and this is how it shaped me. A lot of the times we just brush off. We're like, ah, we don't need to tell mm -hmm. them. But because of those different things, being vulnerable and being able to tell people about those scars, about those happy moments is something that happens throughout our whole lifetime, not just when we're younger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said, those being vulnerable doesn't, you know, always have to be in the sense of telling somebody something bad. Um, you know, being vulnerable, honestly, is telling somebody you love them, you know, um, because even in yeah. that, you're putting yourself in a position to receive a response from that other person, you know, uh, and some people, you know, you could tell them you love them and you may not receive a response or they don't know how to accept it. You know, um, there are, you know, others that are like, oh, yeah, you know, and that would be their way of kind of saying it back you know what I mean <laughs> that's just that's just yeah. kind of how some people it's hard for them to say that word because they they can't put themselves in that place to say it back because they're even afraid of that that love sense you know um so mm -hmm. yeah being being vulnerable I mean it it even comes down to you know like I said it doesn't always have to be bad it can you know be something good as well you know I know um you know telling somebody you love them especially like that that's a that's a strong word you know what I mean and um yeah 
some people are very careful with the word. So they don't use it because it's like, you know, if I tell you, I want to truly mean it, you know? And I think nowadays the, yeah. the word is tossed around so much, you know, you could say, I love this person or, you know, oh, I love those shoes. Oh man, I love that. You know, it's, it's tossed around so much to where it, I think people now just kind of use it just to use it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But I think there are still people like, I, I know a lady, like, you could tell she loves her kids, you know? Um, but for as mm -hmm. long as I've known her, like, she's so friendly and stuff like with her kids, but that's the one thing she will not tell them. And um, there was one day, like, where I told her, because like I said, I've known this lady probably since, like, mid-high school, maybe. And... Um, mm -hmm. You know, I told her one day, you know, um, you know, oh, I, you know, hope all is well. And I just want to tell you, I love you. And she just responded, oh, that's nice. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay. So, but I know like even for her kids, like, you know, they're like, no, that's, that's one thing we don't hear, you know, from her. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, I still have yet to find out why. I don't know exactly why, but I know there are some people that are afraid of that word. But um, yeah, I mean, you—that's that's definitely you being vulnerable with telling somebody that. Like, like I said, you're putting yourself in a position where that requires a response from somebody else. Yeah. I feel like that whole I love you vulnerability piece is very important because you've known my dad for mm -hmm. as long as you've dated mm -hmm. Martin and for my whole 16 almost 17 years I think he's only told me I love you like once mm -hmm. and and that for him is like super yeah. hard but at the same time I know he loves all of us I know he'll fight mm -hmm. for us I know he'll take a bullet for us like he's one of the best dads you'd ask for and he he's not gonna show you his emotions but in the way that he acts, you're going to tell that he does love yeah. you. Because I know if I if I go up to him one day, I'm like, I love you, Dad. She's going to be like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because <Okay. laughs> even, even with me, I struggled saying that word as a younger kid. Because like I was saying with Martin in the first episode, there was times when he told me I love you. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that would literally be my response i'd be like okay because because at first like my response would be like okay but now slowly but surely it is it has become i love you too and for me that that word has become something very strong because even with my mom i don't use it as much okay. as i would like even some words as good night i hope you sleep will have been something very difficult okay. For both of my parents to say because yesterday he called me on the phone just to tell me something and it was later at night and then he told me good night and I didn't know how to react because he never tells me good night and I was like uh, <laughs> you, you, you too I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you more because <laughs> I was just in shock like you just told me good night <laughs> all right <'Cause... laughs> 
because they're each person that whole vulnerability piece with the with their vocabulary is something that it's going to vary for each person because for me now at this like age I do say the words I love you a lot more but that's to specific people to me I love you means a lot more than love you because when I say I love you it means I love Mm -hmm. you love you is just I love you talk to you later blah blah but when you have that piece of I to me it's more intimate because I'm pretty sure I would use love you as my second step after okay I'll talk to you tomorrow I went from okay I'll talk to you tomorrow to love you to I love you (laughs) and like I said that whole vocabulary thing just depends a lot more with every person yeah yeah definitely you know um you mentioned uh you know your dad and um I know for me myself I haven't uh like you said really seen that side of him too much um but there was one moment um that we were all at you know you guys' house and um you know we had just finished eating and stuff and we're talking and um I noticed like your dad was he kind of got quiet for a minute but he looked like he wanted to say something and so I thought you know wow, like, is he, is he okay? Or is he like trying to get words together? And I really think he was trying to get words together because the next thing out of his mouth was, you know, um, you know, I just want to say thank you for taking care of my son. And like, my heart just dropped because I never see him even be vulnerable to say something like that. Um, but at the same time, it was like, wow, like he was able to, you know, piece himself together enough to even say something like that, you know? Um, and, you know, he's like, you know, I, I think, you know, I think you're perfect, like for my son. And, um, first of all, that made me feel really good, you know? Um, but Secondly, like that was the first time where I felt actually like comfortable to call him dad, because to me, that was a connection. Um, and, you know, since then, like, you know, I've, I've always called him dad, you know, and, um, and we've had, you know, like more conversations, you know, he, um, you know, he, when he talks to me about like, you know, Mexico and things like that, I love that because to me that brings more of a connection because I'm understanding him and where he comes from and, you know, um, how he grew up. And I love hearing him like tell stories and stuff, but I think that moment of vulnerability for him to even say that for me, it, that made me feel comfortable, you know? Um, and Mm -hmm. You know, like we mentioned prior, you know, vulnerability, it does bring that connection. It does, you know, bring that intimacy and it, it brings that closeness. Um, and like, I know for both of your parents, you know, that um, what I feel like it's, I've built such a connection with them and, you know, 
me and your mom, like we talk and, you know, and we could talk about everything from recipes to, you know, life to jobs to, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and I enjoy that, but little by little, like we built that connection, you know, and like I said, and that's why that vulnerability doesn't always have to be something bad because like even your mom has, you know, shared certain stories and things like that to where it's like, wow, I appreciate like what she does and the woman she is, you know what I mean? Like she is a hardworking woman, like, you know, um, and there, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, in our conversation, so she's like, oh, you know, it, it, it's hard sometime or it's this, you know, and even just her explaining, like you said, how sometimes it's just as simple as how is your day and the, you know, what you hear from that, it's like, wow, like, you know, and um, like I said, just little by little, we definitely brought, you know, that closeness with, with our conversations. And, you know, I've even had to be vulnerable with, um, you know, your mom at times. And, um, you know, especially with, um, you know, everything that I've dealt with, like with my health wise, you know, like, um, especially during the time where uh, we were actually living with you guys, like, um, she was kind of like my go to, you know, and she would Mm -hmm. help me and encourage me. And, you know, um, she was always there. What do you need? Do you need tea? Do you need this? You know? Um, But I knew I had to be vulnerable with her. Um, And surprisingly, like she understood, you know what I mean? Every every time, like, and, um, and I think that's why, like, you know, I have the relationship that I do, you know, with mom because, like I said, I've, I've been able to be vulnerable with her and she's like, okay, you know? Um, so I, I mm-hmm. think that's pretty cool. Uh, one thing I do want you to know is my parents are not, not like that with any other girlfriend or whatever in the history of Ricardo or my really? Like no one has, yeah, no one has been this close with my parents and you. You know, wow. D tried to do that, didn't really work. Mm-hmm. You know, she's no longer in the mm-hmm. picture. Any girlfriend that Ricardo's had wasn't mm-hmm. really close. Any girlfriend that Martinez had wasn't really close. So the bond that you have like made with my parents is truly special. I've never seen them, especially my dad, be so close with someone that isn't like our immediate family because like you said my dad being able to piece those words together is truly something that's almost like a miracle it's almost like something (laughs) shouldn't happen (laughs) wow no that 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 makes me feel really really good and like I said I you know I absolutely love mom and dad like I said they have um like I said they've they've just been such a blessing to me and you know, like I said, I tell mom all the time, like, I'm, I'm working on my Spanish. I'm working on my Spanish. <laughs> because that is honestly something, um, honestly, they make me want to do that. If I'm completely honest, like, um, they, I have seen them make adjustments um, and do, mm-hmm. like, mom always does something extra to make me feel comfortable every time I go over there. Um, 
she can make salsa for you guys, but she will make mine extra hot just for me. Like she, <laughs> she mm-hmm. like she makes adjustments and like you know though I'm not you know like you know fluent in Spanish or anything like that, and you know I'm I'm learning and I'm trying to learn and you know. Um, she has never made me feel like uncomfortable, you know, neither has dad, you know, um, they have never made me feel uncomfortable or, you know, um, you know, even your mom, like there are times where she tries to teach me and, you know, I can, I can hear and understand more than what I can say. Um, so I can't always respond, but Mm -hmm. I can pick up on, you know, the conversation and, um, but that's one thing, like I said, I definitely love is that they've they've never, you know, made me feel like, you know, oh, she doesn't, you know, speak Spanish or she doesn't do this like us or she doesn't, you know, they've they've never done anything like that to make me feel that, you know, that that I couldn't gain that relationship, you know. Um or that I couldn't yeah. be close to him, you know? Um, so that's one thing, like I said, I really do appreciate, like I, like I said, when I say I truly love you guys, like you guys are my family, like. Cause like I said, this this whole relationship has been truly like a blessing and amazing and almost crazy <laughs> to me. Cause I'm like, how is this able to happen? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, this has never happened before. Because, like, the level of vulnerability that my mom is able to put forth to you is crazy. And the level of vulnerability that my dad is able to, like, put forth to you is even more crazy. Because, <laughs> like you said, when he took that moment to, like, piece mm-hmm. together those words, those words aren't in his dictionary. Like, thank you is in well. his dictionary. <laughs> of course it is. Well. But being able to piece together, thank you for taking care of my son. That is truly something that I don't think my dad would have ever expected to say. Because my dad being able to take the time and say that is truly something that I've never seen before in my parents always like talk about you guys like even when you guys aren't there like the other day my mom was like you know Troy is learning more Spanish I was like yeah she's like dang that's actually true love like she's doing it for Martin and all this and that I'm like yeah that actually is true love like I'm trying to, I'm trying to find something like that <laughs> like hopefully one <laughs> hopefully one day I'm able to find something like that you will you will you like I said you you know what to look for so you <laughs> and you know that's like I said, they, they made me, uh, want to do that. You know, I remember, um, you know, when I worked at, um, uh, I worked at Wells Fargo, um, as you know, like for a while and working there, um, you know, I was the only black person there and then, um, everyone else was actually Mexican. So I was actually around, um, Spanish a lot you know like the communication stuff was there so um but during that time uh actually like before I met Martin you know I was told by them like you know oh you can't be in this department or you can't do this because you don't speak Spanish and 
that was a part of me. There was a part of me that got angry, and and it's like, well, now you're limiting me, you know, because I don't speak Spanish. And so at that point, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't really care to learn it. But that was also around the time where I actually met Martin, and um, I loved the fact that, um, you know, when he came into my life and when he introduced me to, um, you know, his parents, of course, your parents, my, you know, my in-laws, and um, when we got introduced, it was one of those things where they made the adjustment um, and they talked to me in English, you know, and I thought, wow, like, they really, they really want me to feel at home, you know, and I'm like, I, I kind of felt bad because I'm like, okay, I'm in their household, but yet they want me to feel comfortable. So they're making the adjustment and they'll speak English, you know? And um, like I said, just over time, it was one of those things where it was like, I really want to learn this. Like, first of all, I love the language. Like, <laughs> I think it's, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful language. And um, like I said, those little things that, you know, I learn. And uh, like I said, you know, you and I have, <laughs> you know, talked and it's like, you know, what app can I use? With it? You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, just wanting yeah. to learn, you know, that side just because, um, like I said, first of all, I not only want to learn it for, you know, for them and for them to be even comfortable in their home, own home speaking it, you know, I will want, you know, my children to learn that, you know what I mean? I, I definitely want my children to learn Spanish. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like there's, there's no question about it. Like mm-hmm. my kids will learn just because it's like, this is a part of who you are. This is a part of, you know, your, your, you know, how you're going to be raised, you know, like, so it's like, you want, you want your child to have that connection. And, you know, just like, I will want to have, you know, our children to have that connection with my culture. I wanted to be able to have it with his, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, it's something that honestly, um, it's hard. Um, because for me, I'm looking at it as, wow, I have a lot to learn. And I feel like it's so far away for me to learn it. But little by little, like I have a reminder daily, um, you know, to do my little training and stuff. And it helps me, you know, like I get excited when I can memorize something, you know, and get the answer right, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, mm-hmm, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I love it. And like I said, I they're definitely my drive to want to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think this is actually going to be the end of the podcast as much <laughs> as it hurts me. But I I actually want to thank you for joining this podcast. It's truly amazing to be able to do podcasts with you and anyone who wants to come on, especially you because of how much I actually did enjoy doing this podcast. And I know I'm speaking from the whole family. We are truly blessed to have you in Martin's life. We see how happy you make him. And because you are 
taking good care of him, just like how my dad said, we do thank you. We haven't seen him this happy, and so truly, thank you. We all love you, and we wish you guys both the best. So thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. We'll have to do this again, for sure. Um, But I love you guys so much, and it's, like I said, I'm so glad that you guys just welcomed me um, to the family, and thanks for welcoming me to the podcast. It's been fun. So if you guys want to check out any more podcasts, make sure you guys check out episode one with Martin, my older brother, or episode two with Lamar, who is Troy's little brother. Both of those are actually amazing podcasts, and we're both an honor honor to do a podcast with. And if you guys want to check out a future podcast of mine, make sure you guys stay tuned to this podcast. Or if you guys want to check out a podcast of me, my cousin, and one of my best friends, make sure you guys check out the Project Podcast on YouTube, the Project Cast on Twitter. That will hopefully come out mid to late June. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the podcast and also thank you one more time to Troy for coming on to the show and being able to talk about vulnerability. It was super awesome being able to have that conversation with you. And if you guys liked the episode, make sure you guys share it on social media, whether that's Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, any sort of social media. Or if you guys want to, just text it or forward it to a family member or friend. It would truly mean a lot as well as... Thank you guys for all the support that you guys have shown on the first two episodes. It has been truly amazing to record these, and I really hope I'm able to continue recording these, as well as I hope you guys stay tuned for the next episode, which is going to be a letter to my future self. It's going to be known as Dear Future Me. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot and wasn't too sure on whether or not I should release it, but I am going to release it, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that episode. Thank you guys one more time for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time.